Welcome back to the Two Guys and Chris Show. It's this time every week we speak with Lisa Lanier, our official attorney of this program, for a segment called Lawyer Up. Inside at least three legal cases, sometimes more, and she's able to solve them in only moments. Hello, Lisa. How are you? I'm fantastic. I hope you guys are. Well, two things on personal notes. One, last week I had lunch with a dear friend and colleague named Eric Chilton. He is a... Uh, news reporter, an anchor, TV host. TV host, I guess, does a show called The 425 on the CBS affiliate here, and they do something called My Two Cents. And after he, we had lunch, the My Two Cents is just a little commentary about what's going on in life and that kind of thing, a little lesson to be learned, moral. And he's saying, I, I wanted to talk today about catching up with old friends. And he had a picture of me and him sitting in the booth having lunch. It's so good to catch up with old friends. And then he turned it on a dime and said that uh, I, when the bill came, did what he called the T-Rex arms, which is half reach for the check and wait for him to pick it up. Uh, oh, yeah. Which he did, and then he called me cheap, so much so that I squeezed the quarter till the eagle squawks, and he made reference to my melon-colored shirt, which he found unflattering. He photographed your car. My in car. In the parking lot. Correct. Wow. So my question for you, Lisa, is how much can I sue him for <laughs> for these disparaging remarks about my, well, he's much as called me a cheap old curmudgeon. Uh, and a made poorly from, dressed yeah. cheap skate. A, a yeah. poorly dressed, slovenly cheapskate. How much are we going after him for? Have you already got your high-priced wow. team ready to go here? Are we ready? Yeah, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to go. Wow, that really turned south, didn't it? Crazy. Chris Dim says that the problem is those are the facts, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I learned it from Lisa. The truth is the best defense. <laughs> the truth is a defense. That's right. We might be in trouble there. Okay. I want you to research. I want you to spend all weekend researching this for me. Okay. See if you can get around it. Okay. Now, I don't want to send you a picture of the car, though. I have to clean. The, I have to change the the face. I start now. Well, let's don't do that. The uh, first case for you to officially rule on today has something to do with sports and something to do with COVID. The Washington State football coach, Nick Rolovich, I should say former Washington State coach, who was, by the way, I believe the highest paid employee in the state. He made $3 million a year to coach Washington State's Huskies, but refused to get a vaccination for COVID. Now he is suing the uh, athletic director and the university claiming that he was illegally terminated, and his attorney says that it was a vindictive move and a discriminatory move by the athletic director, whose name is Pat Chun, for firing him because you had to be vaccinated or you were going to lose your job. I guess it was the state doing this or the university. He refused, and now he has been fired. Does he have a case here, Lisa? I think you've told us in the past employers can do this, even the state. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, he's, he does not have a case here. But what he's saying is, that the vaccination thing was not the real reason that he was fired. He says that they actually were plotting to fire him months before the vaccination mandate, mm -hmm. and that it's just an excuse to get out of paying him the $3 million a year, because under his contract, if he had been fired four months earlier just because they didn't like him, he would have still been owed that $3 million a year. But when they have a four-cause reason, it says in his contract, no more $3 million. Mm -hmm. So he's saying, you just waited this moment and use this as a fake reason for firing me. Uh -huh. You really just didn't like me. And uh, the problem is that there was a um, double-blind panel that reviewed all state employees who refused to be vaccinated because he claimed a religious exemption for being Catholic, which is kind of crazy because Pope Francis is like, go get vaccinated. Right. But, um, but he claimed that. 
And so the people who reviewed all of those had no idea. They reviewed every state employee. So, I mean, it could have been, you know, the guy that, that repairs the road signs or whatever. They don't know. Mm-hmm. So they, they weren't singling him out. He was just, they reviewed his exemption and they said no. But overwhelmingly, these cases have been thrown out. There have been uh, 39 federal cases filed uh, just recently uh, over this exact same issue. And over 90%, they the cases have been tossed out. Only two have gone forward for the employee. And in those, it had to do not with the mandate and that being wrong, but that something was misapplied about the like the religious exemption or the medical exemption. I'll tell you what. So didn't really have a case. To keep my $3 million... They could have put whatever they want in my arm. Now, I don't have any morals or any standards. I don't have any kind of backbone or anything. Right. This man's making $3 million a year. I would have got that jab so fast. They could, I I wouldn't care. I'd take it. Yeah, they could have given me two. Yeah, why not? Right at kick. Yeah, kick off on the 50 yard line rectally. I don't care (laughs) how they give it. Homecoming. All right, homecoming. Homecoming at the 50 yard line. Let the other team's mascot inject me through the rectum (laughs) for $3 million. It's the Oregon duck on the field with a (laughs) hypodermic. I can't tell. If it's Moderna or Johnson and Johnson, doesn't from matter. Here. I don't care. <laughs> this is about to get dark, folks. He's throwing out that rectum word a lot. <laughs> I'll tell you this: they could, they could shoot me. They could give me the shot at USC, at UCLA, at Oregon, at Washington, every everywhere, Arizona. I'll go through the Pac-12. I'll be shot twelve times. That's fine. <laughs> I don't mind it. I can't believe he did that. He's limited because I yeah. think most. Most universities, state-run universities, would be like that, and probably a lot of private ones now too. Where's he going to work? Yeah. High school? Yeah, yeah. really? Because yeah, and he's the head coach of a major university. I mean, that's Washington State. Good luck finding a job. He's gone. Uh, and as Lisa said, that seems to be the law is on the on the side of the employer, not the employee. Time after time, we talked about this restaurant a few times, and this is really in the weeds of the law. Casa Banita is the name of the restaurant. It's in Denver. And it has recently been sold. You know, for a while, it looked like it was going to close. Uh, the creators of South Park have actually bought it. They put it in one of their episodes. Casa Bonita, Casa Bonita, food and fun and a festive atmosphere, Casa Bonita. Now, the thing about this restaurant is everybody agrees on a couple of things. One, the food is awful. Two, it smells like feet. And three, we love it. <laughs> fun. <laughs> Food and fun, and fun. And a festive atmosphere. And you go into like a, their cave. It's a treasure cave. Awful. Reeks of urine inside High the divers Awful. and yeah. a mariachi band. But yeah, it's so much fun. The atmosphere that, that when it was going out of business, a lot of locals rallied to try to save it and you know protested. And they were sold it finally. The folks that saved it were the creators of South Park. Uh, Parker and Stone, and so they were coming in to buy it. But now the owners and those two are being sued by a guy named Andrew Novick, who says he was deep in a negotiation to buy the restaurant. And then two weeks before he was ready to buy it, the group said, oh, we're pulling out. Uh, That's it. And then a couple of weeks later, oh, here's the sale to the South Park guys. And he says this is dirty pool, that they were doing good faith negotiations, and they have a better offer on the table than the South Park guys gave them. But is this worth a lawsuit, or can they just sell to anybody they want, even at any, even at the late date that they were in negotiation with the first party? Lisa, what are your thoughts? Well, so with this, it's a fan group that ended up, what they did was they bought some of the debt, because this restaurant group is in bankruptcy. This particular restaurant is in bankruptcy, so that's already proceeding through the bankruptcy court. Mm-hmm. And so this fan group bought some of the debt. They actually bought the debt owed to the mariachi band, and they paid it off. 
And so now that means that they, that means that they're a stakeholder. <laughs> you mean to tell me they closed the restaurant and didn't play the ba- pay the band? <laughs> they didn't pay the band. How much right. were they in for that? <laughs> it, a lot. It was a lot. So that makes them a stakeholder in the bankruptcy proceeding. Because okay. not just anyone can file an objection in a bankruptcy proceeding. You have to be a stakeholder. Okay. So they're huh? a stakeholder. And so there's some dirty. There is some dirty pool going on here, probably because they were. Right in the midst of negotiating, buying this, and then for whatever reason, the uh, owners of Summit Restaurant Group stopped negotiating with them and said they were going to reopen the restaurant. They were going to reorganize. And then the next thing you know, these folks hear that these South Park creators are getting this better deal because these guys this family offered four hundred thousand dollars more yeah which seems kind of crazy well yeah why would they sell to a worse offer is it just because they wanted to have the shine of the south park creators being the ones that bought the restaurant yeah i mean that's what i'm thinking i think they want that yeah now that that does bring way more notoriety oh yeah is but but then but they don't get anything from that because they've sold the restaurant already Mm -hmm. it's not like they're profiting off it but um do you think the south park guys could somehow be in the lawsuit or is it just the original restaurant group so these are just objections that are being filed in bankruptcy court. So it's not like a separate lawsuit. So the South Park guys are probably going to file something as well, and they're just, it's going to be up to the judge who gets to buy it. And who do you think in the end, at the end of the day will own this restaurant, the South Park guys or the other guys? Well, you know, generally a bankruptcy judge is going to want the higher number. Right. But now, you know, yeah. but, but who's to say that Matt Stone and Trey Parker won't come in up that, you know, maybe – They'll go for half a million instead of four hundred. Uh, okay, so they can they can still yeah. amend the offer. I didn't even realize that. So this um, mariachi band that Cartman is singing with, <laughs> these are the guys that didn't get paid. Casa Bonita, Casa Bonita, food and fun in a festive atmosphere. Casa Bonita. So an angry mariachi band is at the center of all. <laughs> They're of this. the losers. That's really yes. that's the smoking gun in all this, isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Thought of the mariachi band. <laughs> also, that's going to get stuck in your head, and be careful where you sing that. Ah, uh, Casa Bonita. Casa Bonita. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Lisa Lanier. Mm-hmm. She knows her stuff always. From France all the way to Washington State. Out to Casa Bonita. Down to Casa Bonita. She covered the whole world worldwide. That's right. Lisa, thank you so much. Lisa Lanier, we'll talk to you again next week. Have a great weekend. You too. Have a great weekend. There she goes.